Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Jack Hoffman. For nearly 31 years, Tico Steakhouse has been a staple for fine dining in Jackson, Mississippi. I would like to invite you to come experience our family tradition of our hospitality, sizzling steaks, and healthy poured beverages. East County Lime Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates the men and women who are making Coast of Mississippi such an excellent place to live, work, and play. And what a string of incredible guests that we have here on the show. If you're new joining us, you, you know that we celebrate people in the private sector, the nonprofit sector. And, uh, you know, we will from time to time even get involved in an issue that's important to Coastal Mississippi. But thank you for joining us. If you're a regular listener, thank you for joining us. You're listening on 103.1, or you can obviously, you may be watching us on Facebook or YouTube or your favorite podcast. Uh, we try to be there in any form that people want us, including Super Talk TV, if you have if you have Ceasefire TV. So across a lot of digital platforms in this digital revolution. So excited to be associated with Super Talk Mississippi Media. What, what an incredible company they are, and they're so dedicated to the local communities. Um, hey, listen, I saw a headline about um, three or four days ago. Uh, it was a headline in NOLA.com. And I'll share with you. It actually was also in the um, Times-Picayune. And at the time, I wasn't exactly sure what it was all about. Eventually, I got back to the story and I read it. And I said, uh-oh, you know, this could, this could be at least a public relations problem for coastal Mississippi. Here's what the headline said. A dangerous soil bacteria has been identified in Mississippi. How worried should should Louisiana be? <laughs> that that was the uh, that was the headline, and it goes on to talk about uh, a very very rare uh, tropical um, um, uh, you know disease, or I guess I guess it's disease called melioidosis. Melioidosis. And uh, it talks about the very rare bacteria that causes it. And essentially, the CDC issued a warning that said that two people had that disease and there were three samples, two from soil and one from a puddle of water. And there's some sophisticated DNA technology and genome tracing that they were able to kind of connect it to. And it's kind of rare, actually. You see it down in tropical environments often. Um, but and there have been rare cases here in America. But the, the soil samples and the and the more sophisticated approach that they used to tracing helped us really kind of zero in that these samples were in these couple of communities in coastal Mississippi. Okay, so I got to thinking about this. You know, if there's a headline like a dangerous soil bacteria has been identified in Mississippi, what are the other headlines that rolled out of that CDC sort of uh, 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 alert that they did? So I, I was very concerned when I started looking into it, to be quite honest with you. Not about, not about the bacteria. I'm going to have a specialist here shortly to talk more about it. But here's what I, here's the next USA Today. USA Today actually ran a story that ran in the Clearing Ledger by uh, uh, Brian Broom. The story is by Brian Broom. But the headline says, Deadly Bacteria That Causes Melioidosis, a Rare Tropical Disease Found in Mississippi Coast, CDC Says. 
Okay, that was USA Today, but incidentally, by way of Yahoo News, Yahoo News is like Associated Press. They distribute news. So it lands uh, from the Clarion Ledger on the USA Today and then into the Yahoo News site. So you, anytime you get into a national distribution like that, then it's going to start to appear on other websites. People are going to start to share it, etc. Okay. Next headline I came across from the New York Post. Deadly bacteria discovered in Mississippi Gulf Coast soil water. That's what the headline says. Now, it was in water, but it was a puddle of water, not our drinking water. But but anyway, it makes it look like, uh-oh, our, our water is not safe. Okay, so I'll uh, just go further. Uh, the CDC uh, actually issued an advisory called a lab advisory that went to media outlets all over the United States. This is probably what caused these stories to start to, to run. Melioidosis, locally endemic, meaning they've located it in the soil or in this puddle of water in areas of Mississippi Gulf Coast. Then, of course, you have the Clarence Ledger story. You have a CNN did a story. Here's the headline, bacteria that causes rare serious illness, melioidosis, and endemic in parts of Mississippi Gulf Coast. Man, these are not good headlines for us, to be quite honest with you. And it says CDC says. Uh, Health.com, you know, similar kind of headline. WLOX, state epidemiologist, provides additional information on rare bacteria found on the coast. Well, anyway, it was clear to me that I better talk about uh, this rare disease on Coast View because we can spend a little bit of time sort of breaking it all down and seeing if it's something for us to worry about. I think just from a public relations point of view, we got a little bit of a problem. The question is, how long does this linger? And does it begin to create an impression that we've got a problem in Mississippi? Because when Louisiana says Mississippi's got this problem, does Louisiana have to worry? That's not a good headline for us. So. Anyway, with all of that said, I've invited Dr. Tulip Javeri. Javeri. Uh, he's an infectious disease specialist in Jackson. He's affiliated with the University of Mississippi Medical Center to join me. He's a specialist in this area. And we're going to break it all down. But before we go any further, let me, let me uh, welcome Dr. Javeri to Kosu. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me here, Ricky. It's good to see you, buddy. So where are you sitting right now? I'm in my office currently in the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Well, good, good. So where, I always like to learn a little bit about my guests. Where, where did you get educated and, you know, where are you from? Give me a sense of your background. I was born and raised in Mumbai. That's where I did my medical school. And then after finishing my medical training, I came to the United States in 2015 to pursue my residency in internal medicine and fellowship in infectious disease and then medical microbiology. So I was in Boston for six years before moving to Mississippi last year. Well, that's incredible. Uh, we have the opportunity to talk with uh, Dr. Nicholas Conger, who's an infectious disease doctor associated with Memorial. Do you know, do you know Nick? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, anyway, he's he's been terrific. But what I've learned about him, and I'm certainly this is certainly the case with you, that during COVID, it changed your life. I'm sure. So the COVID experience for you was an opportunity you for you to perform at the highest level, given your 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 specialty. But I bet you were a busy man. It was it was intense during that time, but we all went with the flow, and uh, we were glad to be around and help as and when needed. 
Okay, so you heard how I started the show. You, I'm sure you're quite aware of the headlines that have emanated from the CDC advisory on the testing that they did once they found that a couple of people had this disease. So why don't we start with this? So we'll, we'll kind of break it all down and help people understand on a scale of 1 to 10, how worried they, should they be? My read on it is a 1. But, you know, we'll come back to it with you. I think you're somewhere somewhere near there as well. But why don't we do this? Let's tell them what it is where it comes from, and why it's so rare that they found it endemic. In other words, that it's literally in the soil. That's what that endemic means. Um, what, what, so let's break it all down. Tell us more about the disease. So it's a rare bacterium, as we all know. Uh, it's endemic in parts of northern Australia, Southeast Asia, and South America. But this new strain that infected these two patients in the Gulf uh, were unique. Uh, they did not match anything that was previously seen. Uh, but the strains that were found in those two patients were related to one another. And uh, these modeling studies have shown that this bacterium was present at least since 2020, uh, if not earlier. And with only two cases seen so far, it's unclear how prevalent this bacteria is. Having said that, we do have to exhibit some element of caution. Um, don't need to be overly worried, but also have common sense when we do things around in soil and activities around in agriculture and construction. Um, the CDC right now is collecting more samples across these coastal areas. Over the next few years, we'll actually get a more clear picture in which parts of the southern United States uh, this bacteria is present. Um, and I feel that climate change has something to do with it. Uh, increasing number of severe storms, as we've been seeing, leads to warmer temperature, wet soil, and contaminated water. And this in turn becomes a perfect environment for the bacteria to stir up and evolve. Um, but I would say out of on a scale of one to 10, maybe two at this at the current time. Yeah, yeah, and that's because it's important. What the CDC does with an advisory like this, it became a, a headline for coastal Mississippi, but what they are doing is they're advising the medical community is what they're doing. So the, they found these couple of cases. They want, they want you guys to be really aware, especially in the Gulf Coast states, that when you see symptoms that could lead in this direction, to be aware of it and to do the proper testing. That's essentially what they were hoping to do, correct? Yes, uh, they were very, very aggressive about investigations because they saw the first case in uh, July of 2020, and then they saw a similar case in May of 2022, and they felt that you know this is not a, uh, a bacteria that we could, we see in the United States. So they went and interviewed both these patients, and they found that they never had a hit travel recently in the last 21 days. That's what the time frame is when you get exposed and when you get the infection. So they felt that if we do need to go in a little deeper and kind of investigate and they collected hundreds and hundreds of samples around these patients' homes and then eventually found that it was also present in the environment. Yeah. So in both cases, the, the patients recovered with anti antibiotic treatment. It was important for them to know that they had it. And so it's a good, good thing they did the proper testing. And then obviously once they confirmed it, then it, it led to all of the DNA testing around the soil and, you know, connecting uh, the patients to the, the location where they found the samples and found the actual existence of the bacteria that causes this, this disease. Um, when we come back, we'll continue the conversation and help you kind of come to grips with there's really nothing for us to worry about. We need to be aware of it. Uh, the pre 
existing, incidentally, are very similar to the pre-existing on the original uh, COVID and Delta in terms of, uh, you know, what could cause you to have some additional uh, issues with this particular disease. Uh, we'll come back with uh, Dr. Uh, Javeri. We'll continue the conversation. See you after this break. Subscribe for free to the Coast View podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. We're, we're having a conversation with uh, my new friend. I hope to have him back on Coast View at some point in the future, Dr. Tulip uh, Javeri. And uh, he's an infectious disease doctor in Jackson associated with the University Medical Center. And uh, we're talking about this very rare disease that comes from a very specific bacteria called melioidosis, and it's usually found in tropical environments. Uh, a couple of people, one in 20 and one in, 20, tw- one in 2020, one in 2022, got this uh, disease. They did some soil sampling. They found three positive tests, two in soil, two in a, one in a puddle of water. And they would tr- really make the connection that it was, uh, that it was l- located here. Um, I say, based on my reading, there's probably a one on a scale of 10, one to 10, because what the CDC has done, done is an advisory to say people with similar um, um, similar symptoms as someone who could potentially have this. They want to do the testing so we can start to gather more data around it and obviously know how to treat it properly. Uh, Dr. Javeri gave it a two because he thinks it's important for the medical community to be incredibly aware. And also, if you have pre-existing issues, you, there may be some additional precautions that you want to put in place. But the two patients that were treated um, had were treated for sepsis and also for this disease and with antibiotics they were able to, to get better, and they moved on. Um, the headlines that I read at the beginning of the show, though, make you think potentially that the sky is falling in, in the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So we're just trying to put some uh, a level-headed discussion to this so we can see if we really have an issue or not. Hey, before we went to the break, we were really getting into, um, if, if you're a normal, healthy person, what's your thoughts about that? So especially uh, patients who are not um, having comorbidities such as, um, you know, diabetes, excess alcohol use, chronic lung disease, kidney disease, or any underlying um, conditions that can suppress your immune system. I would say, um, you know, they are at lower risk for causing, getting severe infections, and most of them, the infection is mild or asymptomatic. Uh, People in Mississippi who have um, occupational or recreational activities involving handling of soil, like agriculture or construction work, or who have had at least in contact with fresh water, such as swimming or fishing in lakes and rivers, I would say just be mindful, just be careful. Um, don't need to be overtly worried, but at the same time, just exhibit some level of caution. Well, someone, like for example, if someone were to, to get sick, and, uh, you know, you should at least familiarize yourself with some of the, some of the, um, uh, symptoms. Um, what's going to happen is we're a little bit more aware, and the medical community should be a lot more aware, so that if these symptoms do present themselves, that you you know to do some specific testing around it. But 
Um, you know, the truth is it probably, you know, this is where they did the testing. <laughs> and so they found it in coastal Mississippi, but they probably have it in South Louisiana. They probably have it in Texas as well. They probably have it in Alabama and Florida, but they just hadn't had, have not done this sophisticated testing in those communities yet. And as Dr. Javeri pointed out, we're going to be doing that kind of sophisticated testing over the next few years. So um, there's not an outbreak. There's not another pandemic. There's not anything worthy of the headline that you saw in the New York Post or in Yahoo News or in the USA Today. But it's just something to be aware of. But it's true. It's probably it does exist in these other communities. We just haven't found it yet. It wouldn't, it, wouldn't that be your suspicion? Right. Yeah. So it is uh, something that, you know, the diagnosis is an important prompt diagnosis and treatment is the key to management in these cases. So the diagnosis is usually made in quality lab where which can do bacterial processing culture and then identify it. Uh, this bacterium usually grows well on standard cultures we do of in blood or sputum or pus. Um, but, you know, some of these automated identification techniques in clinical labs may misidentify this as a different bacterium. So if ever the clinicians or the patients uh, suspect that they are having this, you know, the presentation consistent with this disease, uh, the lab should be notified immediately so that they can take necessary precautions to improve the chances of accurate identification and also for safety of lab personnel uh, as this bacterium can be released into air during processing. So even the lab personnel need to be careful while processing these cultures. Dr. Javeri, what are, what are some of the most common uh, symptoms that people would look for? So it presents in a variety of ways. Um, you know, sometimes it can be mild or asymptomatic, as we said, for patients who don't have underlying conditions. But most commonly, if you do get a severe infection, it can cause a rapid, it can have a rapid course, can cause high-grade fevers, cough, difficulty in breathing. And then when this bacteria spreads into bloodstream, it can cause sepsis, which can also be fatal. Um, and in 10% of these cases, this infection is known to be chronic, which is which means it's slowly progressive, and it can sometimes mimic or masquerade as tuberculosis because they have a very similar presentation. Um, they yeah. can cause low-grade fevers, weight loss, the skin ulcers, and bone and joint pain. So it can be localized or disseminated depending on you know what the host is, and uh, it can infect virtually any organ, including brain. But again, coming back to the continuum of one to 10, I, I think I remember reading this correctly, that last year there were only 11 cases in America. Right. 11 so cases. Around, on an average, we've been seeing 11 to 12 in the country. Uh, and majority of them, almost all of them, are imported cases. So had traveled to the endemic countries coming back. And within 21 days, um, you can get that if you have exported. Yeah, one, of, one of the things I wondered about, actually, is that we have ships coming into the Gulfport Harbor, uh, you know, uh, over in uh, Tampa, the same thing and Mobile, the same thing, and Houston, the same thing, ships coming in from all over the world. I mean, it's possible that some that come from tropical environments brought this here. And, yeah. uh, and you know, I, you know so, I don't know, so maybe a worker took something from a ship and brought it to their house. I don't know. How does, how does it travel? That is interesting. It's a good question because we still are, you know, CDC is working on this with the extensive genome sequencing. So they take a piece of DNA of the bacteria and then sequence the genome. It's a very sophisticated test. 
And what they found is the bacteria that they found over here was not similar to any of the bacterium that has been identified over the last 35 years of research that these specialists are doing all across the globe. So it's a very, uh, the, genome, the genome of this bacteria was very unique and was not related to anywhere uh, that's more endemic. So it could have just stirred up because of this weather and you know the storms that we've been seeing. So, but it's important to note that if you travel to Costa Rica or South America or the or the Caribbean or the you know Pacific you know region or every one of these places probably has some form of this. Is that correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. it, it, and uh, they make there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they don't get these big headlines <laughs> that the world is falling because they have it. What made this unique is simply that they found it endemic, in other words, in the soil and in the puddle of water for the first time in the U.S. And CDC did an advisory about it that got a lot of attention. People are paying a lot more attention to infectious diseases today, frankly, because of the monkeypox and uh, the coronavirus. And so you've got a lot more reporters that are focused on this. You've got, you've got people who are tapped into the CDC in ways they never were before. So news is naturally going to travel fast when news like this comes out, which was really just meant to, for an advisory to the medical community. But it becomes, in some respects, some of the way this was written, kind of a sky is fallen scenario and that's that is not the situation um anything else you'd want to say about it um so i would say for sure it's not the time that we hit the panic button yet um but since we have limited data on this rare bacterium our knowledge again is limited and most of this data comes from studies done in northern australia where this disease has been extensively studied and in parts of south america and southeast asia as well um, and similar to the weather in Gulf region, Northern Australia also experiences severe thunderstorms. And um, as meliodosis is so common there, what the authorities there issue, uh, they issued warnings to public to not go out during severe weather events in areas where we know that these bacteria are present. Also, if you're a diabetic or someone on cancer therapy, we usually uh, recommend staying inside. And if you have to go outside, wear a mask. And our uh, CDC actually uh, gives some guidance on patients who are at high risk. They should avoid contact with soil or muddy water, uh, particularly after heavy rains. Um, and then there are certain other precautions that includes protecting open wounds from coming in contact with soil or water, or wearing footwear, or using gloves when gardening or working outdoors, and uh, wearing waterproof uh, boots during and after flooding or storms. So these are some things to you just to exhibit uh, you know, some level of caution, but not to hit the panic mode yet. Well, what uh, what is interesting is that uh, my sister Mitzi sent me a video, a, a YouTube video, and let me see if I can see who this is from. It's a guy who posts pretty regular. It's it's been viewed, Mister B, Mister MBB three three three, the Earth Watchman. That's what his name is. It's been viewed 144,000 times, and it starts with um, uh, an aerial view of the Mississippi coastline with a big, big uh, square around it, and it and it says first time ever been uh, it has the first time this has ever been detected here, and then it goes on to say that if you handle soil on coastal Mississippi, you need to put gloves on, and I mean it was overly alarming. Uh, let's hope this doesn't become a, a public relations problem for us, but I don't think it will. I, I think hopefully it will fade and the medical community stay tuned in just in case something else occurs, but people shouldn't worry about it. My read is on a scale of 1 to 10, it's a 1. 
Dr. Javeri says, too, for the Cubs medical community to pay close attention. But otherwise, I would say be aware of it, but enjoy your life. That's a, that's where I am on it. So, uh, Dr. Javeri, it's a pleasure to meet you. I look forward to having you back on Coast View. Likewise. Thank you. Uh, you bet. Uh, we'll see you after this break. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. A Supertalk Mississippi media production.